Episode number 49 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, two weeks has been. I know. Two well, weeks has been on the show. Welcome back, stranger. How are you? Oh, I'm absolutely buzzing after a couple, a couple of a week in Morocco and then a, a wee, a wee race before that, and uh, yeah, back to normality. I've done two miles of running in the last ten days, I think. Right. So this week we've got we've got no interview. We've got a couple of interviews coming up. So let's cut to the chase. The British hundred k champs. Tell us all about it. Ramble away. This is a right, ramble right. zone. A ramble approved zone. I feel like, uh, I think some of the listeners said I've got permission to ramble today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and plus we've got no, we've got no interviewee for, for this, for this reason. Yeah. Give you all the time in the world. So, so I mean, yeah. where, where do we start? I mean, let's talk about, cause there's, there's so many, there's so much good about it. A great time, a great race. I mean, talk us through the day and then I'll come back with any little questions. I think the listeners will want to hear. Well, before we go into that, I must say last week's show was phenomenal. I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it on my on my drive to uh, to our resort uh, from from the airport Marrakesh. It was a two and a half hour drive. It was it was a perfect time to listen to Tartan Running Shorts. <laughs> I actually got a little bit of butterflies. So I thought I'm really excited to listen to this because it hasn't got me on it. It was great, and then well, I realised ah, oh, I was on it. Grant Sheldon, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, so, so, yeah. Cheers to Cameron for that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, Cameron, you've you've had quite a lot of kudai um, from from many listeners about your your professionalism and, and <laughs> yeah. the, the entertainment value that that you bring to Tartan Running Shorts. So uh, we'll be certainly using uh, Cam Cameron Russell Strachan again. I think. Absolutely. And, uh, he was just uh, well organised. All I could hear was uh, the Russell the, the Russells of paper in the background as well. I know. He put at, us to shame. With his nickname. Yeah. He, yeah, he, he is. That's <laughs> So, but I must say, you know, there's, uh, you know, Mickey without Goofy is just a boring cartoon. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. glad we're, we're back back in the game. Uh, exactly. But, so, so, so yeah, Goofy, how was uh, how was? Tell us about the 100k start. Give us all the gory details. Morning onwards. The morning onwards. Okay, we'll we'll cut we'll cut with the, the day before then. But we we uh, we we stayed in a, a fantastic hotel, the Salutation Hotel, just about a mile away from the start. Um, the whole team were there. We we got a briefing, um, met met all the guys, get met all the Scottish team. Uh, really good to meet them all. Cracking people, uh, cracking. The, the dinner was the dinner was okay actually. You know, I, I, after after kind of I wouldn't say slagging the dinner off. <laughs> yeah, but. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There was a couple of meat options in there, oh, and uh, great. there some 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 apple pie and ice cream to to finish off. But one thing I didn't do, which I always do the night before a race, is I always have a beer, and I, I forgot to have one. So uh, I, I was a little bit concerned in the morning of I didn't have my my my, uh, my night before beer. But um, but anyway, we we know the result. Um, the result went really well, but. In terms of the morning of, I'll, I'll talk. I woke up about the race started at seven a.m. I woke up about four a.m. Uh, and then I got got myself got my shit together. Tom had my porridge, peanut butter and bananas in it, and uh, nice. and yeah, just scoffed that down. Got myself a coffee. Have to you have to have a coffee in the morning. If I, and the, the, issue, the issue you've got, and you'll you'll understand this, Tom. When is the best time to have a coffee before your race? Yeah. Now, there's two reasons for the coffee. To wake you up 
in for number two. Yeah, trick to get the bowls going. <clears throat> exactly, but you can't have it too late. You can't you can't have it too early, and you can't have it too late. You've got to have it the perfect time. So, so the, the race started at what time? Seven o'clock. Seven a.m. So 7 so I had my coffee about I think it was about quarter past five. So I think okay. I think that was enough time just to get get everything out, you know, by about twenty to six, quarter to six. Yeah. Uh, so I think I got that right and uh, got got my fuel right, um, you know, my pre pre fuel. So what did you get in the morning? I had porridge mixed in with peanut butter and bananas. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I usually have that. I I think it works. I, again, that's what I usually have. Yeah. One of the things that I have, what I always do on race day is eat the same thing you know i might not wear the same thing but i certainly eat the same thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that was that and then we what i ended up getting a lift debbie gave me a lift to the start uh about 20 to 7 did i i I mean i warm up in ultras tom you don't need to do a a lap (laughs) you don't need to really warm up for it you know you just go Um, (laughs) yeah (laughs) but before while it was before we left i was doing a lot of mobility work and i and I'm going to say this. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not someone who makes excuses in races. But I was having hip hip issue. You know, I've I've had this pain in my hip for a while now, and I've mentioned it on the podcast. And and one of the things I was worried about was in the run up. I could feel it when I was running. Um, and sometimes when I'm doing faster sessions, I don't really feel it. Um, so I was aware, and it's always been the same. You know, everyone gets the same niggles and things like that in the run up to big races and. The moment you start running, it just disappears. Mm-hmm. Now this, so I, I basically in my head, I just, I, I completely got rid of all the negatives. I've never really done that. I've been, I was really confident in the race. I got completely got rid of all the negatives. I got rid of the pain in my hip. I was doing a lot of mobility work, but not too much, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Just yeah. enough to to know that I'm nice and loose. I'm not going to overstretch or anything like that. And I got to that start line feeling nice and light and and with no no negatives. Everything was just positive in that race, knowing that I'm going to go out and give it my best shot and run as fast as I can and try and get a podium place. Mm-hmm. So went off. The gun started at 7 a.m. Uh, and went off and I felt I had my I, I did put my, my watch on, my suit of watch on just to see what kind of pace I was running, running at. Because I had an idea, I was again. I think realistically, I was so six forty-five was sub seven hours was the best. You know, that was my 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 goal. goal but yeah. if I could get a you know the individual GB standard for um, last year's World Hundred Kilometer Championships was six forty-five um, to get an individual spot. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the to get a team, you know, to count if they were bringing a team over. For GB, it would be six fifty-five. So ah, naturally, okay. my naturally my 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 main goal was to to get one of those two times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went off, started off, and I was running. With me and I went off, and I was like, "Oh God, I'm I'm at the front here," which in an ultra race you can't get too excited because there's a long way to go. There's seven seven hours to to run. Uh, and Rob Turner, he made so basically both of us were running neck and neck for. Oh God! About I don't know. It was about fifty k or so. Yeah, it was about that I think. Um, and it was the, the weather. The conditions weren't too bad. There was a bit of a. It was a hoor of a gust actually for, um, you know, mo- most of it. It did calm down a little bit in the last twenty k. Um, but it was like a side wind. 
Um, and you're going in, going in, it's a slight, it's a bit of a headwind in the top of the, the top of the loop. So it's a 2.3k loop, 42 laps of that. Um, so what we decided, uh, as for both of us running was to, to take turns, you know, take turns in, in the wind. So I, w- I went, I went and sheltered, uh, ahead of, ahead of Rob. Well, I, I sheltered Rob and then he would shelter me and so on and so forth. Uh, and then, and then Rob was like, well, the, the pace is, I'm just going to drop back a little bit. So I was like, all right, okay, no problem. So I just, so that, that was me in the lead for a, a good bit of time, but I'm going to rewind back again. So I think I mentioned this at the, the Mozart 100. I've stopped a couple of times for a, a wee piss stop. And, yeah. uh, and I, I did that again, you know, I, I did that when I was running with Rob and, uh, and I, I, st- I wasn't going to, and, and I remember Rob saying, no, I'll go away. And it didn't bloody go away, did it? So I stopped. You should piss yourself. I tried to, but it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to. I, it was try next time we go out for a run. That's see if what you I said. That, that is what I said with the, the two twenty argument. I'm saying that I think I would want to, but I'm not convinced you could. As you say, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. If anyone's pissed himself whilst running, <laughs> t- let let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I had to stop. And I got all out, and then I was like, I was, ah, I'm going to have to catch him back up. I like this pacing, you know, I like this, uh, you pace me, I pace you, malarkey. So I ended up running to catch him up within the lap, and then I looked at my split, and it was like 6.28, and I was like, what the hell did I do that for, Kyle? What an idiot. Um, so I must have ran like a 6, okay, I stopped for a bit. I must have ran like a 6.15 or something like that, 6.14 mile then, which is stupid, a stupid idea. That's and stupid. I don't, I don't think that's it, it. It certainly didn't. It. It. it I don't get affected me a huge amount because we're still going at a fairly decent pace. Um, but I, I do think I won't do that again. That's for sure. I'll, I'll be a little bit more, um, a bit more controlled and ease back into it. So that was one lesson I learned from the the race. Uh, anyway, so we were running together for a bit, and Rob dropped back a bit. Um, the boy Charles Harper, the what was he, the the Essex. Uh, the Medesex casual. The, the, the casual. <laughs> the fighter. <laughs> he is a big boy. He is a oh, big he's boy. He's a unit. So, absolute unit. Yeah. yeah he, a, one, a gentle giant, that's for sure. He's good, it's, a, it's a good job Ultronics not a contact sport. You know, oh, no. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. just smash you a bit. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Well, he was, he was decent enough. He was, uh, you know, it's like, it's like yeah, he, he, he just, he was off the pace for the whole, for the first, certainly for the first 60K anyway. And uh, I didn't realise how close he was. I thought me and Rob were out a, a good bit ahead, but no, no, he was only he was just biding his time. Um, and uh, yeah, but so the first sort of fifty, sixty k, I think the I'm not sure what we 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 hit. Uh, uh, yeah, we hit fifty k. We were three nineteen for fifty k. Um, so I don't know what that is for for a marathon. I think it was like two forty. I think we were just up just shy two fifty. I think. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah, just the bit around by the two fifty mark. Um, so it was, it felt okay. Um, but but yeah, yeah. So I. Um... So I've got my first question. How do you do you look round? Are you look because obviously we were me and a lot of the boys were tracking you from the club, and I'm wondering, are you looking round because you were in the lead by like two three seconds, and I was thinking, I mean, once then it was ten, and then as you say, James was a wee bit further back. So are you looking round? Or do you play by the you know never look back type rule, or or you get are your coaches saying right Kyle so and so is ten? How does it work on a lap race like that? That's a that's a really good question, Tom. Um, well, I didn't look round at all. I, I felt 
I felt really good. I felt strong. I, I didn't. I didn't want to look round because I think when you look round, it it can show a sign of weakness. Agreed. You know, so that's when the, the especially in an ultra. You know, you don't want to be looking round. Go, oh, that boy's about to bonk. Right, here's my <laughs> chance. You know. Yeah. <laughs> or you could look round and pretend that you're weak, and then they go, oh yes, uh, I'm gonna do a little surge, and then they'll fatigue. Yeah, so it's. Yeah. Uh, Tactics. Yeah, or put the arm. You know, I think I mentioned this before. Putting the arms down by your side and shaking them about. Oh yeah. I didn't do any of those things. I wasn't playing games, you know. Just and I was so. I've never been. I thought I have been focused before, but I was so. I I I was just really focused. I it didn't really feel like seven hours of running. It was really weird. I really I I really enjoyed the laps. I, I found, although it was repetitive, I found that. It was a fast. It felt quite fast because it was fairly flat, but it wasn't yeah. dead flat. There was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a slight climb. I mean, you couldn't even see it in the, with the naked eye, but you could feel some bits were easier than others. So it was kind of like a bit of a That's an cool. interval session. So one half was harder, the second half was easier. So it was like that. You know, from from my mindset, I, I kind of was was thinking it that way. Certainly in the 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 the, the initial laps, you know, the first. Mm. Uh, 20 or 20 laps or so um but yeah no, it, was, it was good but going back to your question um so i didn't look back the only time i, I did look back in fact i didn't look back at all because so, i had no idea if they were two seconds behind me or two minutes five minutes no I had no idea but um debbie one of the team managers debbie martin Kinsani, so she she um uh she sent she, she wrote a wee love letter for me um <laughs> not a love letter I know. Yeah, it wasn't Debbie, my, my wife which, Debbie. Which but, Debbie was it? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She she did give me some cracking, uh, you know, crack cracking encouragement as well. So she would, but we'll go. I'll talk about that in a minute. Um. So Debbie gives me a note, and and it said it said you know I was what my predicted time was. So I think at that point I was still on for like a six forty, um, hundred k yeah. at that point, and then it said first me what my and then second or well, second place six seconds and then third place 30 seconds and i was like is that minutes or is that... no that's not minutes that's, that's <laughs> and then i was like oh shit and that was kind of i had a bit of a wobbly patch then and then uh well not really a wobbly patch but rob cruised past me and uh, i tried to hold on for a couple of laps and he, he just pu- pulled away from me uh, and then after that i stopped for i then stopped for another piss um and uh, all I heard was Big Charlie Harper going, Ron Kyle, go for it, you're right. You're all right, like. <laughs> and uh, and 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 I had I started seeing a, a yeah a real wobble then. I, I couldn't speak. I, my my voice just and and I didn't say anything. I felt really bad for that. So uh, I ended up getting back on track. I gave him a wee nod and and it was only at the end of it I was like really sorry, Charles. I was mid flow and I had no words. Um, He's like, but, don't worry, all right, don't worry about it, Governor. Yeah. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> Give me an old dog so, and bone later on. We can catch up about it. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he just cruised past me, and, and kudos to, to Charles. Like he, he you know, I, I think his pacing was phenomenal. I mean, I mean, did he, I, did yeah. He negative, did he negative split that? Because he looked to be much faster in the end. Than I mean he was he was he looked to be a fair bit down on you guys at one stage and he to then put in what five minutes? Uh, uh yeah I think I think he did I mean 
Well, let, let's see. Well, I was obviously I was, his finishing time was six forty four. Uh, I was six fifty four, so he was exactly ten minutes behind me. Um, I'm just looking at his uh, splits. So I've got them here. If you can actually see the lap times, it's really good. Um, the the chip, you know, the the tracking. I think it was it was great. So I think he started off um, nine. So yeah, we were all quite quite consistent. But you know, lap thirty two, nine thirties. I think the last few laps for him, he did slow down a bit. Uh, so he was from lap 33, uh, well, between between sort of 1 to 32, he was averaging about 9.30, I think. Or in fact, he was less than 9.30. He was like 9.25 or something. Um, but yeah, and then I think it was only until he, get, he, he got to, yeah, lap 32, 9. 40, 950, 950, okay. 950, 10. So he did slow down a little bit, but not, not a huge amount compared to us boys. Uh, certainly me anyway. Um, so I think I was, what was I doing? 930s. 930s. This, is for how, this is for what, 2.5k you say? Yeah, 2.3k. 2. Okay. Um, so yeah, 925s. So yeah, and then my last few laps were like 1030s. 10.40s, 10.50s, 37, 11.20, or oh, I don't know what happened so there. He was, so, he, so, to be honest, he was putting a minute per lap into you and yeah, by the end. For the, for the last eight laps or so, he was putting a minute minute into me. What a, what a boy. Have you have you come across this guy before? Is he a name on the circuit? Um, or is he, just, or is he, he just transferred from fighting to running? Yeah, I think so. No, no, he's, I think he's a name in the circuit. Um, right. He's certainly in the, the ultra scene. He's, he's he, he ran the... Apparently people people don't like the way I say one. I don't know what that's about. I, I love it, mate. I think it's one of it's, I think it's endearing. Well, I I think I say one perfectly. Thank you very much. Yeah, folks. quite right. Anyway, the uh, Charles Charles is he he won the 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 fifty k trial I think in is it Gloucester? Um, he he was sub three hours for that, which is the, shifting. That, that's, that is shifting for the England team. Um, is shifting. Well, the Scottish so that, champs was running three or one, so that is shifting. Yeah, so I think uh, that that time qualifies him for the the fifty k. Um, there's the World fifty k championships this year. Okay. Um, so yeah, well, he's a decent guy. Yeah, great, great, a lot of potential. I think he's an ultra. He, he's he runs for Team Ultra. You know the shoe brand. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ultra. Yeah, yeah actually, so me and Cameron were looking, we we're trying to work out that. Okay, so and he was uh, an England athlete. Um, Place. So he'll got an automatic spot for the GB now. Uh, well, for, well, good, good question. So I think in terms of the the qualification standard for the World Hundred Kilometer Championships, historically, I say historically, last year the the time was six fifty five for the team. Um, so if they were sending a team, you know, but I mean that's you know there's other conditions within that. Yeah, if if the if the the selectors feel that uh, GB can potentially medal, then they'll they'll take a team. Um, I think I think that's how it, I haven't got the policy in front of me. Um, and the individual standard would be six forty five. So um, and that was last year. So obviously things you know, looking at our who, who's running at the moment. I mean next year there might be other people on the circuit who, who might give us a give those times a, a bash as well. But yeah, I mean if we're talking at the you know, for next year, hopefully, um, you know, there's a potential that the the standard remains the way it is, and they take a team, and 
I don't know where the race is going to be held next year, but yeah, I'll just have to just keep training, keep 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 feel it, keep race fit and. And, and keep bringing those times down. Exactly. Well, we'll come we'll come to your the rest of your year shortly. So you've you've told us a fair. I mean, first of all, sec before we go back to that, finishing the race then. So when you know that you're on for, you talked about sub seven on the podcast a bit. So we know that was on your mind. You've talked about six fifty five. What what how did it feel knowing that you're coming in when it realised you're about to medal at the British Champs, silver at the Scottish Champs, and run that sort of time. I felt felt really good. I mean, I mean, I've got to say, I wanted to win it. Like, I wanted to yeah. to win. That. I mean, Charles was miles ahead of me. So, um, but it's a Scottish Championship there as well. So there was a good tussle with myself and Rob anyway. And and hey, anything could have happened. I mean, you just could you could you see you, Rob? I, I think I did pull back a little bit in the last couple of laps. Um, but no, I, I couldn't see him. But I mean, he. Uh, yeah, he, he he just he looked really good going past me um, when he did. I think it was about the seventy k mark, maybe okay. uh, sixty five seventy k mark. And uh, and I always remember, and I, I you know doing some of these races, people flying past him. You just you just don't know what's going to happen to them. Um, but you know, kudos to Rob. I mean, we've had Rob on the show to talk about his. You know, he was a defending champion, uh, and he's knocked a massive. Uh, you know chunk off his PB to run a 651.49 and he's 46 years old yeah that's I think that's, that's incredible amazing. yeah that's, hope, hope that's for us all, mate. exactly so I mean yeah I, I'm just in, in um, you know I, I, I'm just in, in awe of, of that performance that, that Rob had in the, the manner and how he did it you know I think he, he, he had a controlled race he, he went out he, he, he went out with me and, and we just battled it out and, and he uh, he got the Don Ritchie Memorial Cup as well so that was yeah, uh, yeah I, that was a great a great tribute as well to, to Don Ritchie um, you know, nice, to have yeah. something like that so I think and I just you know there's a, a few things that, that Debbie said to me and uh, you know obviously when I was going past like things like do it for Gremlin Greg and, and do it for Don Ritchie and and you know, like things yeah. like really rile you up, and it really does it makes you want to try hard. Do it for your coach, do it for your friends and family, and you know all those things and those laps really does it, it. Really does make you want to give it all you've got when you get out when you when you go into these these races. And I, I've never really been so focused in, in an ultra race. Usually, I'm quite like laid back about it, chilling out. But I was just like so um, fixed on on pace and on, on, on just trying to hold that pace when the going got tough and uh and yeah it's 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 a, it's a lot of it is mental as well as physical i mean but there's there's a huge amount of physical there, there certainly is but it's how you cope with the the physical fatigue is is where you you know the result comes from um but but yeah i mean i must say you know i had no issue with my hip um at all so there's no excuse i i think the only you know some of the take-homes in terms of fueling uh I got the good old Morton gel out and the Morton drink. How were they? Oh, absolutely bogging, Tom. They are oh. bogging. <laughs> oh, they, Jesus. But, but they, I, you know, they've got a, I think from a nutritional perspective or an energy perspective, the numbers are pretty good. Well, it didn't taste good. It was it was awful. But you've got to eat I, them. The thing is, they're pretty solid as far I, as I gels thought was, go. I thought it was just a gel. And then I, I, I thought, what the hell is this? This is like, so I what, don't you'd know. Never, you'd never tried it before the race? 
Ah no, it's like three pounds <laughs> of gel. I'm not trying that. <laughs> so what? So what was your plan then? How often did you drink? A lot since you had to take what? How many and how well? A. How much did you drink? How many times did you have to stop for a pee? And how often were you eating? I think I stopped for a pee three, four times, three times, four, three or four times. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you, you you think that's bad, but then equally, if you weren't pissing, you're not hydrated enough. Um. So I think. For me, anyway, I think it's always a good thing to piss, you know, to have a, a wee pee stop in an ultra. And I, I know Steve Wade did that for the Comrades, Mar- Comrades Marathon. He stopped for a pee and he came third. So if it works for okay. Steve Wade, it's going to work for me. Quite right. Uh, but in terms of the, the fueling, uh, I, yeah, I had, I did write out, I should have posted it actually. Uh, I wrote out like a, a strategy, a fueling strategy. So every 20 minutes I would take X um, or every, uh, you know, 40 minutes I would... I would take B, you know, another like yeah. a caffeine gel or, um, or How I'll does just that take work? Water. How does that work for you? Is there like a, a Scotland team who are handing them out for you? Or Debbie uh, was doing it or you've just got your own little bag or how does that work? Yeah, so Debbie, I mean, Debbie had a hard time. I mean, for, for Debbie to stand out for seven hours, crewing me was, you know, kudos to, to my wife, Debbie. And uh, also, obviously, I've given kudos to the team managers, Valerie. And and Debbie Martin Consani, that like yeah Debbie did a great job. I mean she was she had to like she was hand she was standing so every lap she would ask what do you want for the next lap, so she can get the next the fuel ready for the next lap. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. So I might want for this lap I might just want a gel. I might for the next lap I might want uh, sports drinks like the Morton sports fuel I, I had. Um. Or for the next lap I might want a caffeine gel or. I might want something solid. So, um, so yeah, just lots of yeah, lots of lots of things for her to think about and how I'm feeling and giving encouragement and um, and also we had um, you know we had we had the team relaying back where estimated times were in relation to you know if we're on track for a, a six forty or if we're on track for six fifty. So the last few laps. Um, we we had the the team were telling me that we were, I was still on and Debbie was really in back that I'm I'm still on track for a 650. So I but then I was like no I'm not I feel like shit. You, I hope you're not telling me lies. <laughs> and then one, one one of the things she said was um oh you're in fourth is right behind you seconds and I was like oh for fuck's sake. um I was, like, oh, no. I was like you know but in my head that that's not what I'm feeling now but you know you. Do get in, you go into dark places and you can you can get a lot a couple of wee mood swings in there you know um but look, look, what Debbie didn't tell me was uh was that she the the guy who was in fourth place I already lapped him ah okay yeah so so he wasn't actually um he wasn't right behind ah, you he was two k behind you he was two k behind you yeah yeah um so that was a bit of a relief uh. But yeah, I think that was Kevin Rojas, who the England yeah, guy. Uh, so right, he's a, yeah. I mean, he, he always had a good run, but he's a two eighteen marathon guy. I mean, I don't know when when he did that, but um, so he, anyway. I think there was a few fast guys in there who were perhaps biding their time and and pouncing at the end, you know. But uh, luckily, I, I, I held on. Um, nice. So yeah, feeling wise, happy enough, and I think the the crux of the. I think the, the 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 next question I think will be on everyone's mind is you know uh, what I'm gonna ask next. Don't you? <laughs> those uh, How those are the shoes, those, those plimsolls, those flat Nike racing flats I was wearing. So 
Kyle's sitting having a beer right now. I'm a little bit frustrated there's not a plate of humble pie there sat in front of him to be <laughs> scoffed up with his black sheep ale. No, not not yet. Anyway, not not yet. So, well, you, so how so? Talk, were they what you expected? How were they for the run? How well, I must. Run? I think before I go into that, I must thank uh, um, Martin Dickey from Brewdog uh, and Fraser Gormley who who gave me the shoes. So they um, they gifted me the shoes. I've been helping them, giving them some training advice and uh, getting them you know, helping them out with, with their training and getting them in tip top shape and uh and yeah, they, they, I got this this delivery in the post and, and we've got a wee WhatsApp group and it's got an icon of the night vapor flies and nice. I'm just kinda like teased by that sign and uh and, huh. and then I get I get a delivery um I think it was a week before the race and I opened it up and there was a, a just a brand new pair of night vapor flies and I was like <gasps> And I was, yeah. I was even saying to Debbie, I was like, Debbie, if this, if these shoes legitimately give you a four percent improvement, why the hell have I not got them yet? You know, why has everyone yeah. not got them yet? Um. So anyway. Uh, well, no, but the thing is, everybody does. We'll talk about this maybe later on. From what I can see, uh, okay, everyone is a is a huge, uh, maybe a bit of exaggeration, but. Everybody does, you know. Yeah, you yeah, watch, yeah. You watch marathons on the TV. I was at the Ten Mile Champs on the weekend. People are wearing these shoes everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, what I will say is, Big Charles Hartman wasn't wearing them. He was wearing his ultras, unless he, was, he painted, yeah. unless he painted an ultra <laughs> logo onto them. <laughs> yeah, he's what size? Uh, his size fifteen size. ultras. I, maybe maybe he doesn't get maybe you don't get vapor flies in that in yeah. that size. So that's what it is. But I tell you, they felt good. I mean. I, yeah, I mean, I I only wore them. I mean, it's what is it, a pound a mile or something? Is it? Uh, well, no, not you've gotten. Well, you've already got sixty miles out of them, so you're not doing too bad, mate. Sixty pounds, sixty pounds so far. Um, yeah, you I, you I, know, I think people. I think that's a, a lot of rubbish. I think you can get. Uh, I think if you depends what you use them for. You can use them as a training yeah. shoe after that. Anyway, oh. sorry, continue on. So I did, I did, I did some strides um, to test them out. The I was, I only did about two hundred meters. Again, I didn't want to wear them out, uh, but they felt amazing. They just felt like, oh, I just felt like I was running in a cloud. So um, Oh yeah, uh, but yeah, they were so light. They, they look quite clunky, but when you put them on, you're like, man. And how were your legs? Because yeah. I guess you've done. I mean, you've done a lot of. Uh, you've done a lot of your previous ultras on trail how were your legs and do you think the vapor flies helped you with that sort of pounding on on the on the hard surface i think time? yeah i think so i mean i think they are re- they're cushioned for a racing shoe that's that's for sure um now i'm still not convinced you get a four percent improvement though um i think from a placebo effect uh and in fact the reason i'm saying i'm not convinced is I want that. I, I, I'm hoping it's <laughs> my your... physical fitness and my own training that's resulted in this time, not from a pair of bloody shoes. Well, my uh, hey. one, what I was wondering is, did um, so we've seen uh, Rob Turner knock like five minutes off his time. Did he wear vapor flies in his previous run? Ah, good question. I'm not sure. I never asked him that question. But Rob, I know you listen. Let uh, us know the answer yeah, to that. Please do. Yeah, that was a um, run. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. That's so you so do you think you'll go back to the Vaporfly for other ultras on road or maybe trail? Well, I think you know the the actual shoe itself. I really enjoyed running in the shoe from a you know cushioning perspective. 
Um, and certainly from a placebo effect if, if, perspective as well, I, I think in my in, it gave me that positive mindset that I needed to run 100k. Um, so yeah, I think I probably will in a road race. Um, I don't think I would do it in a, an ultra trail race. Um, I think I'll stick to my Salomons for that. Okay. Unless unless Salomons bring out a, a similar type <laughs> shoe, then uh, I might have to change my mind when it comes to a road ultra. And what about a road marathon? Ah, oh, Tom, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Surely you would wear them in a road marathon. That's what they're for. Well, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, 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 I think I probably will, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I say, I've still got a few miles out of them uh, to, to put in, into them. So I, I would never wear them for training, though. I'd never wear them. No, they're I not, agree. I, I think you can get a... It's a, a, a bloody some... expensive shoe to wear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think that rounds up the the shoe itself. Um but yeah, I must say a huge, a huge thanks to the 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 team managers, um, Valerie McCauley and and uh, Debbie Martin Consani. What well, I, I, you know, there's a few things that I, I got on the day. I forgot, you know, I started off. I put my bloody race number on the wrong way, didn't I? <laughs> so there was you had to put two numbers on. You had to put your your race number on, and then you had the chip timing one, and then you had the other one. But I thought the big one was the one that you put in front, and then the small one goes in the back. But oh, every, and then I took my vest off, and I realised, oh no, the the bloody clown again. There's the clown. <laughs> so Debbie, uh, Debbie, team manager Debbie, she uh, she she changed me and gave me a, a telling off, and and off I went into the distance again. Nice. So uh, yeah, so that during, was that. during the race. No, 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 not during oh, the right, race. Just okay, just uh, just beforehand. But it got really cold. I had to get a buff as well. I don't wish you had a you know, buff on your head. Yeah, you should have got arm arm warmers, mate. That's what you want to get. Everyone was wearing the arm warmers. I was yeah. felt left out actually. I felt uh, I didn't feel as badass. And in fact, I felt badass because I wasn't wearing arm yeah, warmers. It's too hard. Yeah, because yeah. we got a couple of we were messing your Debbie uh, throughout the race. And got a couple of times she was like, I've had to retreat to a cafe because I'm so cold, sad <laughs> side. Poor Debbie. I think- I think I made, I didn't make her cry. Well, I think apparently I didn't make her cry. I think I, I, she was upset. I said. I, I got I was in a bad place and uh, I, I, yeah that's what it was so the Martin gel so she mixed the Martin sports drink and she mixed it that much that it was because re- it's really really sweet isn't it it is really sweet um, yeah so I, this is when I was getting overtaken and I had a drink of it I had a sip of it and I was like there's not enough bloody sugar in this drink Debbie <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't best pleased when it came <laughs> I think she had to have some time out. <laughs> never, never shout at a pregnant, you know, no, a pregnant lady. Well, at least you were running away from. You were running away from her. Yeah, well, I had to come back, didn't I? So, each lap. So. So what? In terms of so running that race, the la- one of the other things I've got, I've got to ask is, well, it's a long time to run. I've never run even remotely close to that. When you, you obviously had a patch where it looked like the two guys went past you. Your splits dropped a wee bit. Mentally, what was that like? I mean, are you starting? The demons are starting to come in, going, oh, I'm going backwards here, this is it, or hey, this is hard, and we're over again. I mean, how, how, you, you clearly rallied. <laughs> Good question, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I was a bit, I was a bit worried. Here we go, here's hard, I've, I've spoke to, I've told everyone in the podcast, it could go tits up, and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be walking past everyone, and they'll be like, look at him go, just, just stop, this is tragic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but luckily uh, initially I was like so I did get into that dark place and that's probably when 
uh, Debbie gave me that gel that wasn't strong enough. So I was almost like trying to blame my tools. I was like, oh, well, you've just given me a gel and it's not got enough carbs in it. Therefore, it's your fault. It's not my fault. It's your fault. But it's my fault. It is actually my fault. It, there's yeah. enough carbs in it. It's just me thinking, is there anything else that I'm not doing right that's resulting in me starting to slow? But again, it's 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 that red. It's th- This is the thing. If you've never done a 100K road race and you go out and you think, right, I'm just going to run this time. Uh, let's say seven minute miles and you, you, you know the chances are like you know if you feel that effort level's okay for like the first 50k or 60k the last 40k the, the chances are it's not going to be okay after that you, you're going to find it's going to get it's going to get you know it's probably going to get you're going to feel more fatigue in your legs things aren't going to work as right you're just going to feel a little bit more mentally exhausted so like running at the pace I was running at initially was at six twenty five per mile or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea if if that was going to be suffice. I, it, I, initially I was like, well, this feels really good. I, maybe I'm going to neck it, split the second half, and get an amazing time. Um, but it's only when you you discover what it feels like after seventy k. Like this is why you should never go hard in an ultra because <laughs> things could just go completely wrong. But luckily. I've, I, I, you know, I, I think I just had the right pace and no more. I think maybe if I ran two or three set, maybe if I ran with Charles Harker for the first, you know, the first 50k, he was right behind me. Maybe he that few seconds less Aye. or a couple of seconds less per mile might have resulted in a five minute improvement in my time, or it might have been the same. You, you just don't know. It's so difficult to know what pace to run at, um, especially if you haven't done one. But now that I've done one. Now that I know I've run a 6.54, the next 100k I run on the road, I'll be like, right, let's see if I can improve right, my... 6.50, yeah. Yeah, but I might, I might end up running the same pace and going, right, I think I'm going to go for 6.40 because the trainings, the training I've been doing in the run-up to that um, indicates potentially that I'm going to run that time because I've mm-hmm. done X, Y, and Z uh, in my training compared to not doing X, Y, and Z in my first 100k race if that makes sense so my follow-up to that then is are you now more inclined to stay on these road-based ultras or are you thinking get me back on the trails get me back in the trail tom nice nice okay utmb here we come oh yes we're going to talk we'll talk about that the other thing then is um what are you thinking about then for seven hours that's what everyone i know all of us non-ultras want to know that what are you thinking about for seven hours i don't know life and everything goes past i I, I don't know really i I think life goes past you but i'm so like i think for me this feels like i'm i'm the interview this is great tom thanks for the (laughs) this is a guest speaker kyle greg um i I, I think i i just focus on the race i think i do focus on like important things around me like family and friends and and uh, doing well for, for other people and doing well for myself, getting a PB and like, obviously I'm going to be a dad as well. And like that kind of goes through your mind as well. Like you're, you're doing it for, for the, for the Gremlin Greg. I, I better stop saying Gremlin Greg. That's Gremlin Gre- the, 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 the wee one, you know, the, the yeah. one in there. Uh, and, and <laughs> the, well, here she can be referred to as the Gremlin on here for yeah. the next few months. Well, yeah. Uh, so and then my mum and dad were there as well, so that was oh, nice to see nice. them come past oh, as well. Cool. So 
My, my dad tried to run with me for 50 metres and failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dad, he's, he's, no, yeah. he's not a runner. Like. <laughs> so he, he was he was absolutely goosed at gas after that. <laughs> was, oh, so uh, he, had a wee, he had a wee lie down for a couple of laps. Um, but yeah, so just like important things, but not you don't really think deep, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to like if you're doing a training run, you really do, your mind wanders, but... In an yeah. ultra race, you're, 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 there's important things that you're doing it for X, Y, and Z. You're wanting to run as best you can, and you're, you're wanting to make people as proud as you can. You want to make yourself, you want, you want to achieve that goal. So it, for me, it just makes me really, really focused to, to do that. So I mainly, I'm getting to my, my point here, mainly I end up just focusing on running as efficiently and as fast as I can, if that makes sense. Yeah, so does, looking yeah. at maybe thinking about my pace, thinking about uh, relaxing my upper body, um, making sure, you know, and, and looking at people ahead of me and even people when, because I mean, it's a lapped course as well. So we, I, you know, I'm going past quite a lot of people and it was obviously a 50k race as well at the same time and it was the 100k. Uh, so you're, you're giving people lots of encouragement as well. You know, you're like, well done, but you're not like giving them a handshake and giving them a, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're just saying, well done, keep going, sort of thing, and uh, and that that kind of keeps your mind off as well. Um, okay. It keeps your mind off the the, the monotony of of running 142 laps of of uh, for 100k. So, does that answer your question? It does answer my question. Yeah, that's really interesting. You say that about the sort of focus things. I know from you know, I say my long runs. I've run. I think the longest I've run is like two hours 45 in a training run. You're right. Your mind goes all over the place, absolutely all over the place. So that's quite interesting to hear that you're kind of focused, because a marathon seems suddenly very short to me. It's, that, like a, it's a few, it's a, it's a couple, of, it's two, three hours. It's it's it just feels like a sprint when you. I mean, I think about a marathon now. Like, I mean, okay, I, I'd love to run a PB, but I'm just saying, I could sprint, I could sprint a marathon. Obviously, <laughs> I can't sprint a marathon, but that's kind of it does it changes your perspective of of a marathon. But what I would say is in the marathon, it's hard because you're, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm, you're on that line, sort of on the line. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, averaging, well, 640 for that for that event and P, average for my PB would be 532. So you're, you know, there's a, it's a minute, a minute faster. You're, you're, you've got no, you've got absolutely no uh, room for error in a marathon compared to an ultra, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, you know, you're, you're feeling... You don't have to think about fuel as much. You, you just need four, you know, a few gels and some drink, and you're you're absolutely fine. Whereas an ultra, you've got all these other things that you've got to think about: pacing, uh, fueling, um, that all that kind of stuff, pissing yourself, and all that, you know. Which, uh, and, you, so, and, yeah. and you and you only had to stop for a, a number one. There was no number twos you had to stop. No, for. Num- no number twos. That that's right. where the, the that's that's where the coffee incident. Uh, the, the coffee comes in handy. Nice. Uh, the timings of that. Uh, in my opinion, anyway, and also what you eat the the night before, you, you know, again, to to ensure that these bad things don't happen, you really do need to to train to understand how your body works when you eat certain things. So, you know, if you're going, uh, you know, a mountain of 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 Brazilian beef, or uh, you know, go to a Brazilian eat lots of beef, and how how do you feel after that, and how do you feel after you have a creamy carbonara, or how do you feel when you have mm-hmm. a pizza? You know how you how well you hydrated. Um, you know how well you hydrate in the run up to your race as well. So all these things, you know, you, you've got to make sure that you're optimal, optimally hydrated. 
which is also quite hard to do for for an ultra mm-hmm. and or, or, or even a, a marathon. Um, so so getting that right is important too. And, and I don't know if I've got it right. I've you know I, I I think I tried things that worked for me, and whether whether it was the best thing, well time will tell in the next race. Mm. Fascinating, Fa- fascinating. Well, you've done you did so well, man. You've done you say you want to do people proud. You've done the you've done. You've done yourself, you've done the gremlin, you've done your wife, you've done your family, and most importantly, you've done the podcast proud. Oh, jeez, you're bringing a tear, another, another tear <laughs> in my eye, Tom. Oh, me. We well, must what, be... what are you going to say? Sorry. Can't... Say, there, can't be, there can't be many po- running-based podcasts in the UK with a British uh, medalist hosting. Oh, jeez, oh, yeah. Don't don't make my head grow. More than <laughs> head. <laughs> we'll let you have this week. Next week we're oh. gonna bring you back to earth. Don't worry. Bring me back to earth soon. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what brought me back to earth though is so the following day we went to Morocco for a wee baby moon, our our, our, our last stand as uh, just uh-huh. the two of us, you know. Um, so we drew, we 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 left to, to from Liverpool, arrived at Marrakesh. There was a two and a half hour drive. Listened to TRS blasting out in the the wee Fiat Panda, uh, and then I was like, Debbie, I'm going to have to stop, I'm not feeling good. Uh, D&V, oh, yeah. D&V at the same time. Oh, I, no. Oh, Bo- both, at, both ends. At the same time, Tom, it was it was something out of a horror movie. So what do you think that was? Do you think that's because your body was just absolutely goosed, or do you think, you've, do you think it's that combined with you eating something dodgy? I don't think it was food poison, I think it was just, my, I, I was completely goosed, and uh, just I mean, it got really warm. I, you know, we had, I was severely dehydrated. Uh, probably not taking the right amount of fuel back in and running. I mean, at the end of the the race, I was properly gone. Like, I mean, I was I, I had to sit down and, and to be held up for a bit. And uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a photo, right? The photo of you, Charles, and uh, Rob, and it looks like you're like the sort of unwell mate. <laughs> On a night out, he's just not. He's had too much drink, and they're propping him up for the photo. <laughs> Should the winner not be in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I thought it was a winner. That's all. Right. Right. So delirious. Delu- deluded. <laughs> oh god. So anyway, that was horrendous, and I was like, God, you know, this is the result of of running an ultra. This is how how. You, but I mean, it was all. It was I, the whole day was a write-off for me that that day. Um, I just lay in bed and felt sorry for myself, and I, I was like, if, if I feel like this in my first day of holiday, I hope it's going to improve. And by all, you know, by all means, it did improve, which is which is great. So I, I did get back in the game and started running again. But I started running, started drinking again, not not running. Uh-huh. Uh, had a few beers and I was back in the game again, Tom. We heard. We know ill after another ultra once before. I don't know, probably. I've got a feeling once you were there was a, I'm sure there was a Monday when you were absolutely done after a race. <laughs> well, it's no surprise. It's a bloody it's, ultra. I'm yeah, impressed, mate. It, show, it shows that you're going to the well. Well, that's what it's all about, you know. I mean, I'm, there's no point. It, what's uh, the the metro no saying? No, it, it, no, no, empty the. Empty the, the tank, yeah. F, F and tank, isn't it? ETFT. ETFT, indeed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah uh, so, yeah, I've got, you know, but I tell you what, one thing I'm going to say about Morocco, driving in Morocco, Matt, that's badass. Really? Oh, jeez. They're absolutely mental there. Like, they drive, every car's got a dent in them. Like, so you're driving there, everyone's beeping their horns and, so I tell, if anyone's looking to go to Morocco and drive, just make sure that you take out insurance for your car. 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, I obviously didn't, uh, break, you know, I didn't crash or anything like that. But there was a, a few near misses. In fact, there's hundreds of near misses. There's always near misses when it comes to driving in, in Morocco. But oh uh, yes, driving in the middle of Marrakesh, <laughs> that was that was something else. I can imagine. Uh, crazy. Yeah. So there you what, go. What and then, way to recover? Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna round round up my my account of Morocco. We went to the Atlas Mountains as well. Okay. You heard that Atlas Mountains? I, ha- I have, yes. Yeah. Jeez, you're not you're not interested. You need to get interested. No, I am. I am Mountains. interested. So I'm waiting for some absolute outrageous stat or something interesting. Well, we we ended up thinking. Debbie did quite a lot of research, so and and then we uploaded a a, a route, on, you know, in the Atlas Mountains that we could do um, ourselves, and we get to the the foot of the mountains, you know, the Atlas Mountains. We, we there was a little trail that we we kind of walked jogged up. Um, and then we've got to the, the the foot of the you know the entrance or the foot foot of the the Atlas Mountains to where we were going. He, the 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 guard the security guard stopped us and said that we had to have a guide. Oh, I was like, really? Come on. That's annoying. Ah, oh, come on. So well, I'm not paying a guide. We were running up. A guide's not going to run up run next to us. Ah, exactly. Yeah, but we, say, I need I need a guide that can handle. Five, exactly. five minute by exactly. Well, I mean, I wouldn't do that anyway. I you know. know. <laughs> but I mean, it was just so annoying. I was like, "Come on!" Um, but I mean, obviously, you can pay for a guide and they can take you up. But they, they I mean, I think you're like, uh, yeah, listen, it was, mate, it was just... listen, mate. I won't even pay for a vapor flies. I'm not paying for a guide. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was a bit annoyed about that, and there was nothing. I mean, we did. I, mean, I say we. Debbie did a lot of research to. You know, and they didn't say that you needed a guide. Um, you could you could freely go up it, but uh, I guess a little bit corrupt up there anyway in terms of that sort of thing. Um, so that was a, that was annoying. Um, and then uh, yeah, we just ate quite a lot of food. I was pondering about veganism. Uh, the amount of the amount, but anyway, that's a, that's another story. So you've you've done one you've done one road ultra. And you turn into a vegan. <laughs> this this podcast is on the rocks, mate. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I went vegan, right? When I said, we had uh, an all-you-can-eat uh, Brazilian Brazilian place. It's just beef. The Where whole, were you? It was in, in there, just outside Marrakesh. <laughs> when in anyway. when in when in Rome, eat French. Well, yeah. Rome? We we so we had like ah. Uh, beef for about three you know meat not beef meat for about three hours and it was like a show you know like when these uh you know fancy shows uh the women do belly dancing and kind of all that kind of stuff you know yeah uh, <laughs> the most mixed cultural brazilian restaurant with some belly dancers in morocco some singers all that some artists nice. all that kind of stuff you know it was awful good yeah and uh and then the following day i, I had I, I was horrendous I was so hungover. I didn't even drink. I was just beefed out, like, you know, uh, had the, the meat sweats. The meat sweats, yeah. I, I, it was worse than, I actually felt like it was Monday again. You know, it was, in fact, it was <laughs> Monday. It felt like Monday again. It was the following Monday this time. And I just said to Debbie, I'm I'm going vegan. Bugger this. I, I can't handle meat anymore. And you know when you say you're not going to drink drink for, for a long, you're yeah. not going to drink again. It was like yeah. that. But I was like, I'm going vegan. I'm not eating yeah. any more meat. <laughs> And then we we drive for you know, six hours. We get to Dundee and we're like, right, we need to get a lunch. Uh, I was like, right, get some ham, ham, cheese, and Greek style yogurt for the, <laughs> for, for the lunch. 
<laughs> so the vegan the vegan diet only lasted for for six hours, and I'm back on back on back to normal again. So the vegan diet lasted less time than you were running for. Yeah. Right. But uh, so well, 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 maybe. But I think you know. I, I think there's. Uh, I, I'd like to eat healthier. That's one of my my rules. My rules. My uh, goals for this for the next three months in the run up to UTMB. Okay, we can. I think we can. Uh, well, we're probably short on time tonight, but I think we need to dedicate an episode to UTMB planning because I've I'm already I'm already on the case. We're gonna UTMB. Uh, we, we need we need we need a plan, and if I'm if I'm getting involved in this, I'm getting involved. We yeah. need a plan. No, I'm, I'm honestly, I've, I am putting everything in this basket for UTMB now. It, it's going to be marathons, marathons coming up. Nah, nah, I mean, I might do one, but I, I'm, all my training is going to be all, all about UTMB and, and doing, doing well now. So the question uh, on, my, on my lips is, uh, Sterling Marathon you talked about, what are you thinking about that? Well, I mean, it's, I'm drinking a black sheep ale just now and... I've done no. I've done five miles in the last ten days, or I don't know, eight days or something. Seven, nine. I don't know. I've gotten. I've, I've got. I don't know if I'll be ready in time. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want to get another second place. You know, I, that sounds. That sounds. Uh, yeah, yeah, fair. I, I. I know. I know that sounds. Uh, I'm talking a big game. Blah blah blah. But hey, it's it's our podcast. I'll, I'll say what I want. <laughs> um, but I, I. I want. You know. I want to go. I, I don't know who's racing it, but. Yeah, I, I just, um, I just, I don't know if it's, if it's, uh, if I'm, if I'm ready to, to, to put up a fight, you know. I, I think uh, I'd rather just start getting, getting fit and, fit and healthy for the, the UTMB. And I know it's in August, but that's only sixteen weeks, you know. Yeah, it's a, basically a block, isn't it? You recover yeah. from that ultra, and then you start the new block. Yeah, yeah. So I might, I might do one. I might still do it, but it's, it's whether or not I can accept, um, you know, running that. You know, running a not 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 as optimally as I want to to run, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah, um, makes sense. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see. But anyway, I, I feel like I've rambled on a lot about me, and I, I, apologies if I've bored the tears out of everyone. That's so, they're, they're all so, they're fine. They're fine. They've turned yeah, up they're, now. They're, they're not listening to whatever it. You, you know <laughs> you can fast. <laughs> you know you can fast forward it a little bit if if you if you want. We can do what we can do what Scottish Alexa do and say like, oh, this is the TRS podcast, and insert like. Cut to minute fifty-five. You don't want to hear about this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Let's just do that then. Yeah. But there is there is um there is a fast forward button on on all your your applications. So you, you know you, you can ignore me if you want. Get big Cami back in the show, eh? Yeah. Get, get, get to the point. <laughs> get, give the listeners what they want. Oh, well. No, anyway. I think you're being. I say you're gonna get your ego inflated this week only. The listeners wanted to hear it. There was a, there was actual calls for your uh, for a ramble, so you're entitled to it. Oh well, thank you. I'll wait until the UTMB. Oof, that's <laughs> no, going to be a ramble. Twenty-four hours. Jesus, it's all right. The UTMB, oh, we're gonna, the UTMB is going to be live streamed by TRS. So uh, I'm going to yeah. be sure. That's why we need to get a sponsor to pay for my data roaming when we're in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Chamonix. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh well, I tell, we'll, we'll find we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll get we'll get um, I don't know any. Well, well, we'll we'll get to that. But anyway, right, I'm I'm going to stop my rambling. So Tom, tell us about you. Tell where are you? Where where the hell are you? you you're in France. You're in France a couple of days ago. I was, yeah. We you, you, how, how can I follow that? How can I follow that hour of <laughs> hour of of, uh, 
of entertainment. I'm we, a, should, I'm... we should have put you on first and then built me in, you know, yeah, a, we, a wee drum roll. Mine is not so, uh, not much to talk about. This is going to be quite a, a quick one, which is fine. Another good week. What did I do last week? I think I did like 60 miles, 60 plus miles. So the knee's holding up, which is good. I had one wobbly run where it was a little bit achy, but it's holding up, which is good. It's really come together. So there we go, 66 miles. I did a session on Tuesday, which was um, three by 10 minutes. And I did that sort of like what was previously marathon pace is now I kind of maybe a bit more of a tempo, which is fine. Uh, and most importantly, to cut the chase, I did 20 miles on Sunday. 20 so, miles? 20 miles, Jeez, yeah. Oh. So, so knowing that the marathon is is less than two weeks away now. Two weeks? Less than two weeks? Oh, my We're sitting down tonight, Wednesday. It's a week on Monday. So I need to make a decision soon if I'm going to run it. And to be quite honest, I think I'm going to... If I know, I'm going to run it. Yes! Like, Let's... That's so what I want to hear. I did, I did 20 on the weekend, and I'd been like, I had 18 sort of lined up, and I was, uh, and you know, I was, I'd been doing a bit of some hills and whatnot, and I was, I, had a ch- I was messing Robbie like, anyway, so I decided to go 20 and push it on a bit, um, and I was, we were down for the Scottish 10 miler champs, which Fiona were running, we'll, we'll come to that. So I went out early doors to run before she raced, and yeah. so we're staying in uh, Holiday Inn next to uh, Strathclyde Country Park, yeah. and I ran out to, the, our Glasgow listeners will know this, Shatter Herald Park, I can't even pronounce it, Shatter Herald or something like that, anyway. All the Glaswegians listening to this are absolutely slating you right now they for are. your pronunciation. It's, it's, anyway, it's an absolute gem of a run. I went up there, there's, there's like a, an old, I don't know, house castle whatever it was and then you go out through the it's basically like two sides of a sort of what looks almost like a kind of ravine absolutely amazing run did two laps of that in a 20 mile a little bit lumpy and yeah really so pleased that i could run it i was pretty goosed after 20 miles but it gave me the confidence i thought you know what i can i can run a marathon you know i I can hope my knee can hold up to it oh i mean that's to do 20 miles and then so today you did a session as well, didn't you? Yeah, so I'm just back uh, tonight. I did. I went out with uh, Cameron Strachan at Duthie Park Classic. Uh, three miles, two miles, one mile. So, yeah, it's coming. Do you know what's, what's amazing? Right? I did I did a sort of set a, a session three weeks ago, and I was breathing up my arse to run 555s. And, yeah. Uh, and that was, you know, bear in mind my marathon pace was 545 last year. And uh, anyway, it's amazing. It does really come back quickly. That was sort of six to eight weeks of not much running. And that was where I was at. And then tonight I was running at six thirty, sorry, five thirty. So it's it's coming back, which is good. And I'm not I'm not in any desperate need to rush it. So my question at Boston is, what do I do at Boston? Do I go to Boston and just? With, I should say thank you to Tim Cook who sent a really cool email and basically advice on how to run the Boston Marathon <laughs> for fun. Oh, which, nice. Which is which is cool. Making a world record for high fives. Um, Go and uh, see the girls at Wellesley College as you run past them with their old the oh. tunnel. All this Scroll sort of down. stuff. Make sure you don't you know when you That's all cool, you know, that you know, grab a grab a beer at mile twenty on Heartbreak, all this good stuff. But I'm now the problem is, right, and people can marathoners will be able to relate to this, I'm sure. Uh-huh. I'm getting serious scope creep. So now I'm going, hmm, could I run two forty five? Could I get a championship time just just off the back of a month's training? I don't know. I've got the the bases there from last year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is months worth of training, but yeah. Uh, do you know what though? What I keep coming back to is I really don't know. If I can be bothered going into the deep in the heart locker because I know I won't want it. 
Do you know what I mean? It's not like when you're well, on for PB. Well, what do you think you're going to be doing after? So, let's think about Boston, right? If you go I, I, Baz out and you, you run a 244, for example, right? And you, that, that, feels, that feels, you know, because of your fitness, you're not quite there yet. It feels quite, quite laboured. What about afterwards? What, have you got any other plans after Boston? Yeah, fair point. So we're going we're gonna to spend a week down in Cape Cod, which yeah, is yeah. Sort of south of Boston on the East Coast. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to be doing much. But at the same time, I'm wanting to get back into shape. So I don't want to write off two, three weeks. I wouldn't mind getting a session and continuing training. I'm not going to be – I know that week will be largely recovering from what will be a long, long run, even if it's steady. But, yeah. Um, but my concern is, though, say, oh, 2.45 is in mind. You know what it's like when you've got, you're going for a PB or a goal. If it becomes apparent that this is going to be really hurt, that it's really hurting and it's, it's touch and go, I can see myself mentally switching off. I, it's not... I think, personally, I think a 2.45 for you is just a walk in the park now. Oh, that's a big shout. No, a... I mean, you're a 2.30 guy. That's 15 minutes slower than your PB. So, yeah. for example, if I'm running a, if I've been out for a few weeks, and and let's say you weren't out for, I mean, you're out for a good bit of time to lose a lot of fitness, um, but if my, you know, a two twenty five PB for me, so it's essentially basically what, you know, I I, I would I would expect to, to run a two forty within a few weeks. Yeah. No problem. So, so I think actually, <laughs> yeah. Do you know? No, I, it's no. also I think I'll probably I might go and split halfway to see. See, put myself in a position I could push on. But equally, uh, what I'm saying is, you could you could run that time and go, ah man, that's that was hard, and and I've lost a lot of time from from running that, and I've put myself mm. back a few weeks. Yeah, um, that's more so, of a I think. Do you want to use the Boston Marathon as a, you know, as a steady effort? So going out a few miles pretty conservatively, and then just pushing up, you know. Going out for a negative split, doing a, a, a Rico special, a Chris Richardson uh, negative split special. That maybe that I think that's where I'm leaning on. I'm you know I may even split ninety minutes at halfway, and see what I can push on. And and then just see see how you feel, or, or just think, well, let's go. Yeah, you, 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 what what's going to happen is you're going to have all these ideas, you're going to have all these strat, you know, all this these different plans. You still got two weeks, so. For you, yeah. for, I mean, I, I don't know what Robbie's, what, what your thoughts are with tapering, but I wouldn't be doing much of a taper. Nah. I think uh, I'll probably do a long run this weekend, to be honest. Anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, but I, I think that when you get in that start line, it'll be in your heart. Your heart will uh, decide what you're gonna yeah, run and I how you're right. Run. Yeah, I think, and you know, I think. Well, anyway, well, I guess well, um, well, let's talk about. Let's not go into too much detail. We'll talk about that next week and the final week, but. Um, yes, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually really excited now that I know I'm running it. Because it's the Boston Marathon. You know, I'm really excited to be going oh. and running. And, and do you know what? We're, if I can get ra- I'm going to get round now, which is good. Uh, and, you know, the Boston Marathon, there's only like two times in the whole course you turn. You're on the same street all the way. And one at the end, you go right on Hereford, left on Boylston. That's what they say. Because you go right on Hereford, on Hereford Street for like 200 metres. And you hang a left on the Boylston. And it's the that classic Boylston Street big city finish and it's ah. quite long so you can see it going out and it's it's. I remember last time I did it and I was cramping up with like the last half a mile and I was like <laughs> really just wanting to push on so it'd be quite nice just to go and soak it up and oh yeah, yeah. You get to, I want to see lots of high fives pictures and yeah you know that uh, 
you know, big. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're gonna just. just in, I think you need to embrace this one and know I think so. know that you you're not you potentially you you're definitely not in PB shape at the moment, but um, but just enjoy it and and yeah. and then just you use the, the the upcoming season. Your your injury touch wood is gone. It's it's out out the window now. It's uh, your 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 you're you're ready you're you're getting back to fitness you're going to be you're going to be a lean mean racing machine when it comes to may and, i would say may yeah. june hopefully yeah hopefully yeah i mean you know i think i'll run through the summer and and i'll pick us some autumn goals so anyway really so it's good i mean uh, i'm loving it and you know even tonight when i was out doing my session i was thinking this is great i just it's good to be able to go out and run hard you know do a session especially with the clocks changing now it's light it's Duffy park after night after work it's it's all good. I didn't realise the clocks had changed until I got back. I was like, what's so late <laughs> <Yeah>. then? <laughs> you realise. Kyle, where the hell have you been? It's 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, jeez. So that, that, yeah. that was a pleasant disguise. and then, But then I didn't bring the weather across. It's snowing, disguise. isn't it? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that, let's, let's, let's get this moving on. Cause, uh, yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll chat we'll, next week. What I will say is, so... Obviously, you're going over. Fiona's going over now. Fiona is on fire. Literally, she's not literally on fire. She is literally on fire. That's <laughs> an Americanism there. Um, but she is. She had a cracking run at the Tom Scott ten miler. She got a silver at the Scot- Scottish Championships as well. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see what she's going to run at, at Boston. Um, going by how she, how well she's running. But yeah. before we even say that, you know, talk about Boston. Let's just talk about her result at the Tom Scott Ten Miler. Yeah, I mean, what a what that's a great result. So Fiona, surprisingly, and I, you know, I say this hugely biased, but I I do think it's quite surprising. That's her first national medal. I, that's why I, I I'm you know I think to to get fourth, she's been fourth and fifth in the last uh, couple of cross country championships. Yeah. Um, and which is you know a great result. I mean that's that is a medal and and these kind of you know. The standard that the amount of people she's beaten in the big London half, she had a great run there. She beat, a, she's just you know she's at that level now where she's the expectation is for her to get medals, which I think Absolutely. is great. You know, it's uh, brilliant. So well, and she, what was her time? Run. Uh, she was fifty six. Uh, sorry, I should know that. Uh, she was fifty six thirty five, which is also a PB. I mean, it's not a distance she races or any of us race that often, so. That wasn't really a surprise to her. She didn't. She what? Do you know what? She what? She went into the, into that race pretty heavy. You know, still a reasonable week of training. She's not tapering yeah. yet. So so she was really pleased to come away with a medal. Um, and she went. I think she had a bit of a tussle early on with uh, uh, Ellie Curran, but in the end, you know, Elspeth ran away with it. Um, but yeah, she really really pleased with it. And you know, Tom Scott. I, it's a race I've never done, but I'm really keen to do it next year obviously if i'd been fit i would have done it this year and it's because it looks to be it, it's not the flat flat fat flat fast course i thought it was it's a little bit windy a little bit twisty but good field and you know it's a really cool place to run i think so um yeah i mean well if we t- cut to the results we'll stick with the women we had uh, elspeth curran scottish 10 mile champion uh elspeth uh won that in 56 flat Followed by Fiona, we mentioned, and then third place was Shettleston's Avril Mason, and um, she was just uh, under, no, sorry, just over 57 minutes. And on the men's side, uh, I watched the finish of it actually. Lachlan Oates was really, 
well clear in 49-15. So a really good run from Lachlan. Um, next was Mike Crawley, Christophen, 49-56, and third place, Craig Ruddy, which is a great run from Craig Ruddy, 50-02. Ucha. That's yeah. it. Some speedy times there. Aye, really. So really strong there. Um, one question I've got, right, is Mike Crawley, this is a championship race. He wasn't in his club vest. Ah, okay. Now we've seen that, and I saw because I didn't recognise him at first. He, he's in a yellow vest. I'm thinking, who is that? Is that someone from Central? And so I heard someone go, oh, "It's Mike Crawley," and I'm like, "All right." That's. I thought that was. I just thought that was a bit strange. I know we've heard chat of other people not counting for. Maybe it's just teams you can't count for if you're not in club colours. But I thought, as a national championship event, you should be in a uh, club colours. Anyway, maybe I, maybe I misunderstand the rules. Yeah, and you know maybe if it's part of another race. Actually, yeah, I don't. I don't know because. You know, if it's if it's solely the national championships, then everyone has to wear their club vest. But yeah. but then the London Marathon, I think you have to wear your club vest. You know, when it comes to competing. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. Actually, so. you know, it doesn't it, it, it doesn't matter because at the same time, it doesn't affect the time you run and might yeah. be a, a storm of a time. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's a little bit sometimes they're quite just a. I was thinking, come on, man, help us out. We don't know who you, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if you don't wear your club. Just tell us who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I actually want to see is people with their names on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> K, babe, M, babe. Exactly. Tommy. <laughs> so, um, aye, so, well, so well done. And do you know who was just in front of Fiona at the uh, Tom Scott? Ah, oh, wait, tell me. I know, Finley, Finley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah, well done, Finley. Did you, did you give give Finley Finley a well, shout? No, out? I didn't know. I didn't know that's who it was, and I now know what it looks like, which is good. Um, but Fiona had said, yeah, Finley Finley just put me in the, in the results, and uh, I saw Garski vest just in front of us. So. What does Finley Finley look like? Does he look like a Finley Finley, or does he just uh, look like a Finley? He looks like a Finley Finley, to be fair. See. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. Good day, out. big turnout from PH Racing, which was quite cool to see a lot of them out there. Um, they gave us a shout. Uh, Del Rey had a wee chat with Del afterwards. He ran really well. He looks like he's shaping up well for London. So he yeah, had a, he really, had a great uh, run, fifty-one something. He did. He looked good. Good run from Jason Kelly from Metro Aberdeen as well. In yeah, time. yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy to see uh, Jason getting a, a fast time there. So Indeed, awesome. Yeah. So the next, the next result we'll talk about, right? Um, because one of the winners has. Well, we've recorded an interview with her on, for the show. I just need to. It's, I'm late in editing it, so we'll put that will come out next week. We're chuffed to get on the show. Looking forward to putting that out. Uh, the Alloa Half Marathon was won. The women's was won by Morag Miller, 76.55, who told me in the interview she didn't think she was going to step up to the half. So oh. the, the, the interviews, Morag, you've already put our interview out of date. <laughs> well, at least uh, at least we know then. We, we know we, so. Yeah. Well, well, so what was what was the times then? So Morag oh, I, I see them. Seventy-six fifty-five. Uh, Jennifer Wetton second in eighty fifteen, and Chloe Cox uh, third in uh, one twenty-one flat. Some quick times. Yeah. And then the, and, uh, the male, male side: Kevin Wood one hundred eight twenty-three, Michael Wright one ten eleven, and John Sharp one twelve twenty-three. So. Yeah, so, so Kevin Kevin Wood was the silver medalist at the national cross country champs. Wasn't correct, he? yeah, right. he's the I think he's an American over here. Um, is what I've, I understand. So yeah, good one ah. for him. Mikey yeah. Wright is shaping up well. He's someone who 
Maybe running Sterling, I would guess. He, he is, if I, he is if, running Sterling. Is he? I bet he is. How do we chat in the Nationals? Okay. <laughs> he's running Sterling, yeah, yeah. But he's here, yeah, well, I mean, he's the uh, defending champion, so. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, he needs to get his title back. He needs to regain his title. Retain it, yeah. Retain it, not regain it. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a good negative, um, that's a good good. Decent time. I think he. I think he did say on the Strava that he was a little bit disappointed not to get under the 110 mark. But that's. I mean, the the, the thing about marathons is it's not. A, or, yeah, you're not training for a half marathon. You're training for a marathon. So, um. So I'm sure he's shaping up well. He's he's certainly got the speed as well at the moment. He's been running well. So, yeah, good good result there. Nice. So, last result of the weekend uh, is up north. So, we're uh, we're now down to 10k distance. It was the Maury Roadrunners 10k. And it was great to see a return to form from our man, Kenny Wilson. I, I was looking at these times and I was like, geez, these are, these are quick times. There's a lot of fast times there. I had yeah. to I had to double take again and, and check everyone's Strava and make sure it wasn't short. <laughs> yeah. and, well, uh, I did the same actually. That's terrible, isn't it? That this is day and so age, bad. When you see people run a quick time, your first reaction is, "I bet that was short." <laughs> yeah. You're hoping it's short when you see everyone's running well, eh? But no, uh, it, no, it, it certainly isn't it isn't short anyway. So uh, Kenny ran my my PB actually bringing it back to me as always. Thirty forty six is is my time. Uh, and but I'm sure he's uh, he's in much faster shape than that. And uh, James Espy, 32:46. Not sure if that's a PB for him, but it's certainly close anyway. If if, if it is, uh, Gordon Lennox, 32:58. And uh, for the women, we had what do we have? Uh, Jenny Bannerman smashed the field um, to run fifth overall, 34-52. I believe that equals a PB as well. Yeah, I think it might, I think I saw something, Charlie put up something, I think that is actually a couple, one or two seconds improvement on our PB, I think. Yeah, okay, well, to do it in that course is great. Uh, Kelly Jarrett, 36-26. Jim uh, McCormack had a great run as well, uh, coming back to form in 37 dead. And yeah, so in terms of the, the vets, we had Owen Cole, Ross County AC, 34.54, um, Paul Miller, 34.56, and Keith Buffett, Buchan, but I can't speak tonight, Tom. 36.34, Fraser Bear Running Club, and uh, female vets, we had, oh, where did we have them? It was Michelle Slater, Murray Roadrunners in 40.43, second place, Carrie Ann Ward, Forrest Harris, 43.56, and third place, Lindsay Chapman. And I'm just going to give it a big shout out to the M70, uh, Alex Sutherland, Inverness Harriers, 70 something years old, and he ran a 43-40 10k. Holy moly. That's crazy. That is crazy, yeah. God, I hope I'm running that. I hope I'm running when I'm that age. I know, that's an inspiration to us all. We'll still be doing podcasts when when we're that age. Do you, think, well, the, do you think we have the fan base? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll be. We'll certainly will be. Uh, let's get the let's get the year out the first birthday out of the way. We're only about four weeks away from that now. So let's get one year. I did. I'll be honest with you, mate. I didn't think we'd be doing it this long. I, I, I must say, do, <laughs> I thought six months we'd feel find that only like eight people are listening. <laughs> we decide not to, but 
there are li- we can now say there are literally thousands of listeners. There, there is. No, there's one thousand listeners. <laughs> Overall, though, when you add them all up, it's thousands. You know, it's not. It's yeah. uh, you know, they, they are the same people, mind you, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's, it is it's, it is warming to see the amount of people who listen. It's uh, there must be a virus in the in 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 the podcast applications or something. There may be to use one of that. your to use one of your phrases. What I must say is, we've had a bunch of Canvas Lang people start following us on SoundCloud and Twitter. So if you're from Canvas Lang Harris and you maybe you listened last week for the Colin features and his club night feature, welcome on board. We're delighted to have you. Uh, it's uh, it's really cool to see we had a big bunch of Canvas Lang followers last week. So. That's okay. great. Great to hear. Well, thank you, Canvas Lang. And uh, yeah, it was a great interview with Colin as well. Thoroughly enjoyed that and the bumpy ride to, to from Marrakesh. Uh, <laughs> won't go into that, though. That's enough about uh, that ride. That was a horrendous ride uh, in terms of how I felt. But anyway, where are we, Tom? Have we right. rounded up the results? We have rounded up the results. So uh, the only one we haven't locally, but we're going to talk about it, uh, is the World Cross. So now, did you I, watch any of it? I didn't. Well, I mean, the, the Marrakesh TV wasn't working. Uh, it, it wasn't giving me any channels to watch. And to be honest, when you're eating and drinking so much as I was on, on, on the holiday, the, the, the last thing you want to do is to, to be watching people run around a, these, you know, these Africans running around their course and sprinting around their course and there's big Kyle just sitting in his sun lounger eating and drinking till the sun goes down. So, yeah. Uh, so how was it then? So it was, well, I thought it was excellent as an event. Last week, me and Cameron talked about the sort of some of the f- quirky features of it. But one thing the commentators kept coming back to and to look at it and seeing some of the reactions from athletes on social media is it looked brutal. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> brutal. Brutal with a capital B. Oh. I mean, this, it was a permanently up and down. And the, the, the climb at the end of the lap, it was a 2K lap, five laps, and the climb up the end of the lap, up the the museum roof, I mean, there was people falling apart. <laughs> and you've got to say, it shows you that the Scottish cross-country circuit, and Br- British more broadly, I guess, is well adapted to that, because our guys and girls did really well. And a big shout-out to Mary McLennan, especially. In fact, both the Scottish representatives there, uh, in the senior races anyway, Mary and Luke Trainer, TRS interviewees, nonetheless. And Mary was had an absolutely fantastic run in front of all the US athletes, I believe. She, that's it. Yeah, I did see, hear that. That's, that's great. Which so is she, incredible. So she was, what, what was she overall in? I think 30, she was 32nd. Yeah, okay. So which and, is, and she, what was she in terms of the top? Was she what, GB runners? I think she was the, ah, you know, actually that's terrible. Are you, I did have it up in front of me. I think she might be Sorry, the second count. Sorry, putting you on the K, spot. I think Kate Avery was first home and then it was Mary McClendon, I think. I'll come back. I will. I'll come back to that. Um, so yeah, really, really impressive run from her. And more, you know, the British women were fourth, which is amazing. Um, so really, That's I was. I thought, result, yeah. I, I thought it generally looked to be a great race and a, a great event. And I hope that the IWF and will continue to engage with sponsors like McKellar, who really seem to put it on. And what was interesting, one thing we talked about last week was this masses format, right? Is you know, if you were a sub thirty-three man or a sub thirty-seven woman over 10k you could run in the mass race and the cutoff was four minutes that we didn't know what four minutes meant basically is if you became four minutes behind the leader you were done really so, yeah that was how it <laughs> that was, was. There, that there's, a, brutal. There, there's, there's a blog by some 
you know, subtly English guy who ran, uh, which I'll share on the podcast. It's really interesting. And he talks about how he's running, running, running. Try- he was battling with a guy from Morocco. He was running for, maybe not, but it was Morocco. <laughs> some of the, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was certainly a sort of North African country. And this was an elite athlete in an international vest, so he was okay. But the minute it became four minutes, the guy, the marshals came out, stop, you're done, out you come. <laughs> Obviously, the Moroccan guy gets to crack on because he is entitled to be there. So quite a cool format. Uh-huh. I quite like that. And I actually think, you know, if it was another year, maybe we should look at going out because it would be good fun. It is a lottery. That would be cool. But what's interesting, so I, the reason I talk it is a lottery, yeah, but the reason I talk about it on the women's side is now... A little bit of controversy, not controversy, but quite interesting discussion. Um, there was a Philippa Wooten, who is a I'm not sure I'm getting her first name right actually. Who is a an, who is a uh, a British uh, a British? Uh, am I getting this right? What's her name? I'm, I'm, I may have gotten that wrong. Anyway, she was uh, she ran the British. She was she ran very well all season, and uh, she was not in the British team. Didn't didn't run the trial because she was ill. Anyway, she ran for McKellar in the mass race, and she beat a lot of the British girls. And there was a bit of chat. Oh. On, so Paula Radcliffe put something up on Twitter saying how the British uh, the British girls would have are doing well, but they would have been even better play better scoring if. If uh, if this girl was was counting, and there was a bit of a debate saying should she be allowed to count, should she be allowed to race, and that's I guess an interesting one when you start allowing masses to run, but they start beating their fellow countrymen. Do they count or not? But that's the same. Remember we talked about the you know the part the Olympic marathon. They yes. were gonna that's yes. gonna be a mass event. So if I rock up and beat the the Macedonians or I don't know some some country and. You know, is that going to impact the results? So if I beat one of the Brits who has a shocking run, or that, you beat one more, of the Brits, that, whoever so beats one of the that's Brits. more interesting. Is if you beat one of the Brits was a shocker. That I guess is when it's more. You know, they've qualified to run that event. Anyway, in the end, she didn't count for the British team. For me, quite rightly, I think. Is yeah, I think yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, that's yeah. the way yeah. I think. Um, yeah. She's not yeah. on the team. Sorry, she's not Pepper, on the team. She's just. Pepper Wolven, that was it. Sorry, I was uh, that was who it was. Pepper Wolven. So, yeah, she um, yeah, she went over and ran. On one hand, I think good honour. She went and ran it. On the other hand, it's it's a difficult one. They need to maybe sort out. Um, anyway, there there also was a more a bigger masses race. Uh, so yeah, really quite interesting. Um, it was one at the front end. It was won by Helen O'Beary, who is the is now she's completed the Holy Trinity. So she's won world title on the road on the track and on the country all right really impressive oh, that's impressive um, jeez and yeah really impressive so on the men's side from a scottish perspective luke trainer didn't have as good a run as he would have hoped i think uh look he was out he was well outside the top 100 and on his according to his, his social media he didn't seem to be uh super super happy with that um and you know he was the, the sixth yeah. british counter to be fair he was the sixth british count at the trial so yeah um, at the and just to round up at the sharp end, <clears throat> it was won by Joshua Cheptegei. So the only one. So we talked last week on the podcast about um, uh, Cam Warrior, who was there to to go for the three in a row, uh, and also uh, a young Ugandan guy whose name um, escapes me now. Uh, Kip Limo, sorry, he was the Ugandan, but no, it was a it was a his compatriot Joshua Cheptegei who 
who won that for a first title. So, great event. I thought it was really good. Good coverage, and I hope that they continue to build on that sort of format. Yeah, yeah. Well, apologies. I've had no contribution to that, Tom. Um, but, but yeah. Do you know what it's going to be next year at all? Uh, I think it's going to be... No, pass. I'm thinking the, the World Half... We discussed this, and I can't remember where it is, but someone told me that the World Half Marathon Championships, which I know is a completely different sub, different <laughs> event, is going to be in uh, Poland next year. Poland? Yeah. Oh. Remember, we, remember we went over and ran in Valencia last year? So I did. This, well, I, I say we, me and my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be there this this year, though. Yeah. Fingers so crossed. A, anyway, so there we go. So that was a bit of a convoluted and slightly not quite a well-represented discussion on the World Cross. Well done, that, McKellar. Well done, McKellar. On the, right. So, rants. Run and rants, Tom. So we have one from all, James Harrison. We have many from James Harrison, but I think with time in mind, we should chop it to the to two. I think so. Right. <laughs> so I'll, I'll crack on with the first one then. So James Harrison, thanks so much. Um, you've given us some some uh, some much needed rants to to chat about. What I will say is, folks, please send them in. Make sure if any rant when you're running, if something pisses you off, you want to get off your chest, send it over to TRS, and we'll uh, we'll happily have a discussion about it. Uh, so, James, first one. I've been enjoying the podcast for the last few months and I thought I would chip in with a few rants. In fact, no, that's not what you said. That's not a rant. Um, bin night. <laughs> Here we go. Bin night. Topic bin night. You're thrashing your way around the suburbs of a five-minute mile pace. Well, I'm no. Uh, hanging in the group, hacking through a murky Scottish winter night, vaulting tree roots rising from the tarmac like zomb- zombies, following a blow... Eyes peeled for the speedy city tank, intent on mowing you down at any available crossing. When a camouflaged dark grey-green wheelie bin forces you to abandon four-fifths of the pavement's narrow width. That's if you're lucky enough to see it, not only plow into the thing, (laughs) (laughs) scattering waste in your ribs across the pavement. Bin night is only ever on club night. Should council (laughs) athletics clubs laze... Liz and prevent this weekly calendar clash. I love it. That is brilliant. Now I must say, I think a few few weeks ago I had an experience when it was a uh, storm, storm Harrier, whoever he was, Henry or something like that. This bin blows into me and slaps me in the slaps me in the torso as well. So I, I completely understand um, this fan. <laughs> I think it's the, the the issue I had was I was in a country road, so I didn't expect a bin to fly out in front of me. Um, that so what's your best. thoughts? I think he's spot on. Firstly, it's the most well-written, poetic uh, rant we've had. I love some of the some of the descriptions he's made there. It's I... almost like uh, reading a uh, once a runner. You know, it's <laughs> some of the some of the stuff in there. Vaulting nice. tree roots rising from the tarmac like zombies. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. And I, he's I think he's spot on. It's uh it's always it seems to always be midnight, and that is a perfect description of a classic Scottish club run. You're you're out you're out running through either a residential suburb or an industrial estate. You know, that, no, that's just, all uh, we're doing. The Alan Sc- the Alan Scally's road race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just, sorry, I'm sure it's a lovely course. It's, uh, but I think the yeah the 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 the, count, the club the councils and athletics club liaising to prevent this clash. That's what I'm, that's great. What do you think the council would say though? Well, our, 
you know, where are our bins are going? What going are they going to do? They do. They go on a Tuesday night. It's exactly the same. What, what that, are they going to do? Put a, put a note through the door saying, due to the athletics clubs running on the pavements, we 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 will no longer uh, have bin night on a on a Tuesday. It'll be on a Sunday night. When they put them on a on a Wednesday, no clubs go out and do temples on a Wednesday night. <laughs> but what about what about the dog walkers? What about runners who aren't part of clubs? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's be honest, we're, we're preaching to club runners here. Well, we are, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well... Um, but uh, yeah, so we, uh, I don't both, know. I get, a bit of both. But anyway, what, no, what I mean is, though, if you're... The club run is where you really... A, class, a club run is where you really stretch yourself because you're really hanging on. You know, it's let's be honest, a club run turns into a race. <laughs> yeah. It's a weekly race around, you know, trying to hang on to your mates. Um, I'd like his... The second part, which we'll give tonight, we'll save some of James's classic rants for... Another time, but the second part that he's he's gone on to say, he said, uh, on a similar theme, overgrown hedges and pavement parking, and those front parking folk who can't plan their the best way to reverse out their own driveway, having ignored ignored the guidance to never reverse onto a main road. They've always got blacked out rear windows too. Payments are for people, not all that other stuff. <laughs> Again, uh, well, spot I, on. I think he's spot on. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here, Tom. Now I, I always think it needs to be a bit balanced. These rants. Now I'm an ultra runner. I'm a mountain runner. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other listeners who don't just run in the roads. They run on trails. They run up the heather bash. They they uh, they they go on the the cross country. Now there's lots of hazards on on these courses, and I think for people to put their bins out and for overgrown hedges and People parking the pavement. It's just part of the game, you know. It's what you've you've got to train for these things. And that's if you don't live in the country and you don't get, an, you know, and you race, you race in the country. You need to get these. These, I think, you need to embrace these these uh, bad habits uh, or these I, these flaws in, in in our society. Overgrown pavements. What overgrown? Sorry, hedges. One thing. Pavement parking pisses me off in town. Just when run you, up you, it. Just jump on their car and just run over it. <laughs> And then the other part is the reversing out of drives. That's one that always gets me because I'll happily peg it down a residential street. And I always think, I'm all, if I'm honest, this is probably quite a bad attitude. I always think, if someone reverses out quickly, I'm, it's curtains. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can't unless they've got one of those fancy mirror type things. But only folk who are rich enough to have a long drive <laughs> you seem to have them. I I agree. I think uh, yeah, just if you're gonna if you're gonna just park and not reverse in your your, uh, your 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 um god the driveway then it's stupid you know you've got to make way for other people coming past your your drive. My my rant on this in terms of aimed at the councils is Aberdeen right a lot of places in these sort of you know residential areas and cities will be the same. The tree roots are out of control. And the pavement <laughs> slabs are all over the place. Now if you under run a bit that you can't. The pavements are black. You can't see them because the the trees are cutting out all the light from the lampposts. The roots of the trees have upturned every paving stone <laughs> around them. So yeah. you're getting du- you're getting double shafted by these trees, <laughs> and they look really pretty during the day. Don't get me wrong, but they're an absolute hazard to runners in the evening. You need to get a luminous uh, paint on them all, like you know in cross country races when they fade <laughs> yeah. the rock. Imagine that some local running enthusiast goes around with a spray paint on every uplifted. Uh, Thing, a bit of red and white tape. You don't get that in ultra races, though. They just, you, you don't get any, your hazards are there. They're they're in front of you. They don't put any hazard tape on them. 
Yeah. So anyway, thanks, James. I, I, as a city dweller at the moment, I fully concur with a lot of this. Um, it's yeah, urban hazards. No one well, Tom, that. you're gonna have to get used to getting out and getting out your comfort zone and getting into the sticks and up the hills because you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a you know a sign saying caution hazard. So Ugh, I'm I'm getting it. Up, I, I, I went I, my long run last week. I went up over Brimmon Hill. How how is that? Was going up Brimmon Hill is a there's a tarmac road all the way up it. I went up the trail at the back. Jeez, did you go down the tarmac road? I did actually go down the tarmac road. (laughs) The speed bumps up there aren't... uh, That's a steep road going down there. It's a great hill. That'll be... Yeah. We'll be doing lots of UTMB training up the Brimmon Hill. We will, yeah. Yeah. So, that's us on the rant. Last thing, a couple of races coming up this weekend? So, we've got the Grange Rife 10K. So, I think there's still. This isn't this weekend. I think it's. Is it in two weeks' time? A week, a week on Sunday. Yeah. So, I think there's still spaces for the. There's still places. Um, so, you can enter. If you go on. Uh, just Google Grange Rife 10K and I'm sure you'll you'll get to the entry site. Um, but it's also East, the Easter. East District, yeah. Yeah, East District, East District champs, 10K yeah. champs. So, it's got the potential to be quite a fast course when you look at the times. And early on in the season, there's an, there's an opportunity to. To, to post some season season's best at least um on onto so that course. So I hear there's quite a quick field being assembled for that, so we can maybe talk about that next week. I don't want to out anyone who's who uh who said they're running, but uh well I was Cameron Strachan tonight, he's obviously up for it. I uh, understand on the grapevine Cal McKenzie might be running, so yeah, decent. Nice. Um and yeah that so that's that's in two weeks' time. So would if you do feel in tip top shape and you want to get a PB Sign up for the Grange Rife 10K, folks. Um, so yeah. So other than that, we other races. Well, races this weekend. Uh, we have the. It's the Tay 10. Tay 10. Yeah. So we've got a couple of folk doing that. I know of. Um, I think Jonathan Peebles, who's uh, fresh from his his uh, crack and run at um, Tokyo Marathon, he'll be running. Uh, Tell you what, Jonathan. Anyone Peebles. else running? Uh, I don't, but John, on Jonathan Peebles, uh, just because he's a listener, I now, I now follow him on Strava, and I noticed him in the results. Well done, Jonathan. On uh, that was Tokyo was good, dug a great run, but what a leg he had at the road relays. I, I yeah, I, I think I Off did have a look at that. That's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, looking at results, I noticed it was pretty quick. So fingers crossed, um, he gets a good time there. And anyone else running? Anyone, do anyone else run in the Tay Ten? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a fast. Of course, is Actually, it? I think Rory Campbell, who's a an Arbroath footer slash Metro Aberdeen runner, is running it. He's yeah. uh, probably in the frame for a age category win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, good luck to everyone racing there. Um, other events on the Ben Lohman Junior race. I don't think there's a, it's just junior races this weekend. So, good luck to any of the juniors running there. Uh, I hope you aren't listening. But parents, there's a good luck from Kyle and Tom Bryan. And uh, other than that, there's there's not really much else happening. No. I can't I can't see anything. Well, so it's the Manchester Marathon this weekend as well. So there's a fair fair contingent from our club going down. I know it's a, typically a lot of folk who uh, don't get their London GFA quite often go and do that as a fallback. So good luck to the marathon squads going down to Manchester, and that really kicks off the marathon season. We haven't really talked about it. Maybe next week we can talk about it. But we've got Manchester this weekend. Uh, I think it's maybe Paris next weekend and then of course the date on the Monday I'm in we're out Boston's coming up London in a few weeks time 
So really, uh, I think Rotterdam as well. So we're really getting into the into the thick of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, there's a couple other races I've noted. Uh, Kil- the Kilomathon in Edinburgh's 13.1 kits. That's not a that's not a distance, not a marathon. But uh, there's the or it's not a marathon. It's half a kilometer, half a marathon. I don't know what I'm saying there. Uh, Rome Marathon. That's this weekend as well. Other than that, there's nothing else I can see. Nice. Um, so yeah, there we go. So that I think uh, I've had my tea yet, and I'm so I'm going to bugger off and get some food. I'm living on I'm I'm surviving on a bagel here. Are you still eating patties. that bagel? Oh, jeez, oh, Tom, I'm no, no, terribly I've sorry. It. Well, I, no, I'm right. so. I've had a bagel and a recovery drink, so uh, I'm all good. <laughs> I've had my curry. I made my curry. I was no <laughs> running nice. this evening, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start back on it this week. I think I'm gonna ease myself yeah. back into it. I think. This listeners, this is a late one. This is it's pretty it's just about to go ten o'clock. We've got work tomorrow. Jeez, we're dedicated. We are dedicated for you guys. We are. I hope you appreciate our, the, the work we <laughs> put in for us to ramble shite every. Well, certainly me to ramble shite every episode. But um, yeah, well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you again, Tom. Um, glad always... to hear everything's going well, and uh, and yeah, I'm 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 stoked to to hear so many. Kind comments from everyone. There are lots of congratulations about the event uh, I ran last week. And back to normal next week, folks. Back to it. Back to the grind. And Back to the grind. Yeah. And as always, if you do want to get in contact with us, any feedback, if you, the best way to listen to our episodes is to subscribe to them. Um, so you get an instant notification. Uh, when, and I'm sure you can get automatic downloads as well for any of you country bumpkins. And uh, yeah, you can get us on, email us at tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook, like us on Facebook at Tartan Running Shorts. Twitter handle is at Tartan Shorts. And uh, we also have a website as well, uh, tartanrunningshorts.com. So there you go, folks. Anything else to add, Tom? No, no. Thanks for your recap. It was highly entertaining and we will see you all next week. Thank you, folks. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.